Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Knoll Nation. Welcome to episode four of the Believe in FSU Football Podcast. My name is Chris Sharp, and I am your host. Now, please don't forget to subscribe and rate the show and follow Believe on at Believe Podcast or just head to the website at Believe.com. Believe is the number one sports podcast network on the internet, and it's a great asset and a great tool to get all the news and notes for not only Florida State football, but also other shows across the sports landscape as well. So subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Luminary, the TuneIn app, Google Play. We're on all those devices, all those podcast networks. We're on it. Or you can just head to the website at Believe.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at underscore Chris Sharp underscore. And use the hashtag BelieveFSU to submit viewer questions for each episode. Now, this past week, we had a discussion with Andrew Graham from the Daily Orange. and He helped us preview the Syracuse game. And his prediction was pretty much on on point. He didn't really think Syracuse was able to compete. And I kind of thought Syracuse's defensive front might have give Florida State some problems. However, FSU was able to prevail with the final score being 35-17. to 17. And the score didn't really indicate how close the game, how far, I should say, how far apart the game was because Syracuse was able to come back in the fourth quarter a little bit with 14 unanswered. But Florida State came out early. They dominated homecoming here in Tallahassee in Doe Camel Stadium. And now the Seminoles are 4-4 four and four with a chance to be above 500 at 5-4 and four with a win against Miami next week. And so Florida State came out early and kind of came up and took control of the game from the jump. Cam Akers scored on a lot of the first possessions, and the defense really just forced Syracuse into nothing in the first half, essentially, besides one field goal in the second quarter. Uh, the, and when they, the Knowles went into halftime up 21-3. to three. And ever, after that, they were pretty much just cruising. And with 14 unanswered points in the third quarter, followed by a late late run by Syracuse, but all of a sudden the game was over. On the day, the MVP has to be Cam Akers. He had 20 carries for 144 yards, so 7.2 yards per carry, and four touchdowns. And really, he was very close to having another one, but he just was tripped up by the, at the end zone. And then Kalen LeBorn also contributed as well with 17 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown. And he also had two catches for 26 yards. And Cam Akers also had, a, uh, he had one, two receptions for one yard, but... All of a sudden, they were contributing in various ways. Cam really made an impact in the third facet of the game in the passing game, where he was 2-for-3 for for 26 yards. 
for eight, average of 8.7. He actually had more passing yards than James Blackman did. Now, granted, Blackman was in the game when the game was over, and they're trying to kill the clock, but all the same, Cam Akers came out in the wild cam or the wildcat formation and made a huge impact because it was a different look. Florida State hadn't run that too often besides maybe the Notre Dame game, and having Cam actually throw the ball is a new element that he had done in high school as a quarterback at Mississippi, but he hadn't really shown that too much besides a couple plays in his collegiate career. And people have been asking about this for years, saying, hey, when is Cam going to throw the ball? Some people even have kind of seriously considered just having a quarterback full-time. And that's not really a plausible thing for full-time because you got to have a better, more accurate passer. But all the same, still having Cam go out there for about five to ten snaps and maybe slinging it around two to three times, that's not too bad of an idea, honestly. It gets a different look. And it helps the team run the ball, in my opinion, because... In the wild cam formations, it felt like the holes he had were a lot better. He had better blocking. And he was able to find the hole better and get off, get to the line of scrimmage and through that line faster. So if that helps get cam going, especially against you know teams with bigger fronts, then that's a I'm down. I'm game for that because if you give Cam Akers a, a, head, a full head of steam without him getting stopped in the backfield for a negative two yard loss, he's going to break some tackles and at least go twenty, maybe even to all the way to the house. So K-Makers is a very efficient running back, and anytime you can get the ball in his hands, it's a good thing. And then speaking of the quarterbacks, Alex Hornibrook made the start this game. So he was 15 for 26 for 196 yards. So 7.5 average, you know, no touchdowns. But he kind of just managed the game. And Hornibrook, is he the most is he the perfect guy? Not really. I still feel like Blackman has a little bit more potential, but at the same time, Hornibrook just kind of is what he is, and he kind of He's a game. He's a, he's a kind of a gamer. You know, it won't look pretty. It won't look sexy at all. But he gets the job done. And he was he had a couple missed throws here and there, but he and a couple crazy plays as well. Particularly particularly that one jump ball to Terry down the sideline when when he threw the K makers out in the flat, and then Acres threw it back to Hornybrook, and then Hornybrook just kind of chucked the ball deep, and Terry came down with it. And that's that's a that's the props that Florida State gets for having better athletes and receiver than the cornerbacks in the other team, but still. Kind of a risky throw, but it worked out. So whether Hornibrook's lucky or if he's just kind of more of a – he just kind of goes with the flow of the game, the offense seems to run smoothly with him out there. So having giving him a full game was pretty impressive, or at least mostly a full game was a good thing for Florida State, I think, because they need to have one guy at the quarterback, in my opinion, because it's hard to get a flow when you're being rotated in and out consistently. So giving Hornibrook the start at home, that's a good thing. Now, I will say one caveat is that Hornibrook hasn't really faced the best competition. So Louisville, he played well against Louisville, but it was, wasn't really the best competition. Uh, Syracuse the same way. Uh, I, Clemson, you saw how both Blackman and Hornibrook struggled. And then Wake Forest and Virginia, Blackman played most of the game, and those were probably better defenses on the season than the Louisville and Syracuse. So really next week against Miami, if Hornibrook is the guy, that will be really the test to see if Hornibrook is legitimately going to be the starting quarterback the rest of the season. And if he, if he performs well, or if he just kind of manages the game and doesn't make any negative plays, zero turnovers like today, then he will probably stay in that role. Now looking at the receivers, we had Tamori Ontario at two receptions for 84 yards. So you kind of want to see him maybe get the ball a little bit more, but Florida State was running the ball extremely well. So if Florida State's going to continue to have success, really they need to be a run-first offense, and then the passing game builds off that. So Terry, as long as he's having those big plays and those big impacts, his receptions might drop a little bit, but at the same time, if he's scoring touchdowns and making big plays, he averaged 42 yards per both of his catches, so that's all he really needs to do. 
Trey McKitty had a good job in the screen game, especially, and he had a couple key blocks as well. He had four catches for 40 yards. And really, if he can keep his feet and keep going, he could probably get even more yards. And a lot of times, he gets barely tripped up by his shoelaces. So we'll see what happens there. DJ Matthews, he he did a good job, three catches for 39 yards. I was really more impressed by him in the return game, in the punt return game. Not that he had a huge kick, you know, punt return for a touchdown, but he made sure he fielded the ball with a fair catch and did. he kind of ran to the ball. He didn't let the ball bounce to him and lose yards. He ran up to the ball, which helped Florida State have good field position for most of the game, especially in the first half. And having good field positions half the battle because if this offense is not built to march down the field 90 yards. But if you can get to the 40-yard line and get to the 30-yard line, your own 30, your own 40, then you're, you're, you're about a first down or two from midfield, and then you're really cooking. So being able to manage that and being able to – maintain the field position battle was very crucial and then I want to give a shout out to Jordan Young who had a one catch 29 yards but it was a heck of a catch because he out jumped two defenders on from Syracuse to get that crazy jump ball and it kind of showed the whole fan base and the whole team really that this guy's got ability he's a big receiver he's large and he's got a good vert and him getting in the game was very crucial and honestly it was a really impressive catch as well so look for Jordan Young maybe make an impact in the long run and on defense, let's switch over to that side of the field. They really set the tone in this game, holding Syracuse only three points in the first half and really three points through three quarters. Homsen Nazardine was a beast. He had 17 total tackles, nine solo tackles, and a sack as well. Janarius Robinson added a, a sack and a half. Um, Robert Cooper, if he keeps playing like that, he's going to be making some money on game days eventually because he was a beast up the, up the, up the middle, especially that one sack he had where he basically timed the snap perfectly jumped off the ball and pushed the center back into the quarterback, forcing a sack there on a key, crucial down. Marvin Wilson was kind of steady and consistent. He had two sacks as well. Uh, Florida State had seven sacks on the day. So with this defense, they didn't force any turnovers today, but they did make an impact with forcing negative plays. And I'm not really too concerned about the fourth quarter because, yes, Syracuse kind of ran off for, for 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. But the game is pretty much out of reach at that point. Florida State's offense is more trying to run the clock out versus score a lot of points. They put the backups in for a little bit. And the defense, you kind of get a little bit relaxed. It's homecoming. You're already up big. So you want to keep that momentum going. But I'm not really too concerned about that. I think they'll be locked in and focused for Miami. And they'll be ready to go. Uh, The secondary played pretty well. Shut down a lot of the deep balls out there. A couple runs got through. So maybe working the run fits. But other than that, the defense played pretty well. And a kicking game, Ricky Aguayo did not suit up today. He had a apparent illness, but Parker Grothos was three for three on extra points. So that's something to look forward to or look look towards against Miami because the kicking game, as you know, sadly for Florida State, it's never been the strength against Miami. So hopefully Ricky's okay, or maybe Parker, hopefully he's ready to go. He only had extra points today. I wish he could have gotten a field goal attempt just to see what he can do out there, but he should be ready to go. Now, Tommy Martin had five punts for... 191 yards so he averaged 38.2 yards per punt that's not too that's not a terrible average i would like to like to see that a little bit higher for example sterling hoffer for syracuse he averaged 43.2 yards per punt so i would like tommy to kind of get that up a little bit more but he did a good job of kind of at least not messing up you know that we had the floor was backed up a couple times in their own end zone but he managed to get the punts not as far as i like it but you know nothing devastating like a safety or a t- or a muff punt for a touchdown so all in all, Florida State had a great game. Syracuse, they're not as talented as I really thought coming into this matchup. They must I mean, I personally thought they would wreak havoc on at least the edge rushers would have a good field day, but Florida State's off offensive line really held pretty strong. 
uh, I, I kind of I know Dante Lucas got hurt, but Brady Scott came in and kind of filled in the role. And also Cole Minshew has been a nice stalwart at the other guard position. And then Andrew Baselli, he held down the center position and did his pretty solid job in relief of Bavion Johnson. And if they can really keep this line, honestly, the Lions played decently well in the last couple of games against Wake Forest. They, in my opinion, they played well enough for Florida State to win. And this week they did the same thing. Now, is it enough of an effort to beat the likes of Clemson or I mean, or Florida? Probably not, but you can definitely succeed with this group against some of the other competition in the ACC. And that's really what Florida State has to work to is finishing against the rest of the ACC and then reaching the cream of the crop with Clemson and also with the SEC and Florida and some other teams such as that. So if a line can keep consistently giving the run game going, then this is going to make it a lot easier for this whole team. Because if you can get Akers going today like he did and LeBorn as well and Deontay, she- Deontay Sheffield got in the game too, then this offense will really get rolling because once the running game gets going, the passing game becomes so much easier. The, the, the RPOs, the play action passes off the run, on run fake, and you have Tamarion Terry and these big receivers like, as well as Jordan Young streaking down the sidelines. It'll be a good day for the offense. So all in all, a great performance for the Seminoles. It'll be very intriguing. We'll have a Miami preview coming up later this week, but I'm very pleased with the performance so far against Syracuse. And hopefully this can start the momentum because this is a crucial st- stretch in the Willie Taggart era. This is the moment right here. The first test was passed. They won the homecoming game. You cannot lose homecoming. That's always, you just, you have to bring that win home. And that's the first test, test and they passed that. Next is Miami. Now, if you beat Miami and with all the recruits coming in town, this is looking like the biggest recruiting weekend for Florida State football, then you might be able to secure a solid recruiting class and maybe steal a couple other recruits. And also, you've defeated your in-state rival, and you have momentum. You finally have a two-game win streak. You finally have some momentum going. And that's really what this program needs. And Willie Taggart, he needs to bring that belief and that happiness with this team. And then maybe you can reel off a couple more wins and finish the season strong and make that bowl game. So... All in all, hopefully the, the Seminoles will pull pull this through. We'll have a Miami preview later this, this week. I'll probably bring on a guest. I have a connection back down in Miami, so we'll bring the, him on to kind of see how exactly this game is going to go and what his opinions on Miami season so far have been, and we'll see what happens next week. But thank you for tuning in, and please remember to like and subscribe to the show. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.